It's Dick Little from the Morning Sickness. Did you know that you can listen to the Morning Sickness anytime with the Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast on 98kupd.com? And it's brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. Drive away in a brand new Chevrolet today. Visit valleychevy.com for details. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Toledo. This is the morning sickness. And we're uh, coming off a very strange weekend of uh, people not knowing what they're mad at, but they're mad. God damn it. Metallica's second show Sunday night. Of course, everybody knows by now. Uh, Sliced off of the schedule due to covid now i if you were listening on friday i told you about how i went in there thursday with larry <laughs> larry poor poor larry was just abused on the internet to the point where larry's like take it down take it all down one photo of robert trujillo me larry and uh rob dietrich where larry had a mask on now this is thursday before anybody knew the other stuff and i mean devastating destroyed him and i had to clear up on friday morning look larry didn't want to wear that mask he just did why did he wear it they should have just taken a stand then we wouldn't have been allowed in for the interview idiots there you should have the interview is not that important yeah it is it was kind of a neat thing and i really enjoyed it so larry just got you know whipped left and right with every bad word you can think of calling him a pussy and everything so just blasted the poor guy and he, he looks at me because I took it down. I don't know what the hell just happened. I took hundreds of comments. People are like, look, I, you know, defend yourself on the air and say, guys, I didn't, I wore it. And then Hetfield gets COVID. And my emails over, I hate that Mike set that up so I can get those at home. Uh, my emails exploded with, uh, I guess your mask didn't do anything, did it, Larry? I'm like, why are you emailing me that? Whoa. Why are you yelling at Larry through me? I don't know Larry's email. I guess, Homer, go tell Larry this. I guess your mask. I'm like, no, I guess nobody knows. Nobody cares. We all know the mask. It was a precautionary. So now, all weekend after they canceled the show, I'm thinking to myself, they knew this before Friday night. If you were there Thursday with the Metallica crew, the oddness of how often they mentioned Los Angeles was a cesspool of COVID. How their crew members were falling out left and right. How they were so scared. They knew that somebody in the band was not feeling right. We didn't the know which one. The show must go on. But the show must go on. And then I got all the emails going, it's the flu. Get out there and sing. I'm like, <laughs> you try to do two hours of music with the flu. Even if you've got a little bronchitis, allergies. There's a thing in this. Singers struggle in Arizona with desert throat. There's something in this air. How many shows have been canceled? I remember Pat Benatar was the big one. She's like, I don't know what's going on. We landed. I can't talk. And desert, if you don't live here, the air, especially with the night before, it was blowing and raining and all that. So, you know, yeah, you cannot sing for two hours. So then my emails also blew up with, uh, of course, the politicizing of everything where it's like, 
James Hetfield's a pussy. Get out there and sing. Your masks didn't do anything. It's like he's got. And I'm like, dude, the guy's sick. Let's just say he's got. He he can't do. Everybody's like, people are going to be pissed off. I'm like, what do you want? He caught he caught a cold. He can't sing. It would have been just like a regular cold. He can't. They couldn't get it to where he could sing. And you saw it Friday night at the show. The last three songs. Of yeah, the if you set. were there, you know. Yeah, you saw something. And you're like, something's not right. All of us were like. They just cut it short. Like, there's Master Puppets has closed every night of night one. Uh, did Bo- L.A. and uh, I forget the other. T- Texas. Last, yeah, Texas, yeah. They were like Master Puppets. They they were running it. I was looking online at the set list, and it was pretty much running as L.A. ran. I don't think there were any differences. Actually. There were a couple, but there, uh, yeah. Not many. Yeah, because I don't think King Nothing or something was in there. Oh, but that's they, right. They rotated a yeah. few in and out. King Nothing but, yeah. moved in, and uh, Orion, I think, was in a different yeah. spot. And then Fuel, and like at the end, James isn't singing. He go up to the mic and prompt, and then the crowd did the work. And I'm like, and I even turned and said, "Man, he's burned out. He's going to have a hard time with the last couple songs because he's not singing anymore." And you could see it, like you could hear it. The difference was then just everything was turned up. And then when it all ended, for the folks who weren't there, it was just dudes standing on a stage talking, and then bowing, throwing out guitar picks. You and could drumsticks. tell, yeah, but you could tell they had discussed we're done. Because there was no encore, there was nothing. It was yeah. like the, the lights kind of came on. Like everybody was a little bit not sure. And after, and I even I was talking to a guy up in the suite. I'm like, this isn't how they ended L.A. There's a there's a powwow going on. Like Lars is leaning forward in the drum set. James is saying something, and then they just put everything down. And I'm like they had there was something missing here. There's and I said, oh, maybe they'll do the encore. Maybe it was just like, nope. And they just went away. So everybody that was mad at him, everybody that's screaming about COVID this, COVID that, let's not make this the tribal thing. The dude got sick. It sucks. And you know what, Metallica, I got to give them credit because they're getting a lot of heat. They're doing the right thing. If you can't make it Saturday, you get your money back. That's all you can ask for. I'm right. looking forward to it because I'm, I'm sure now they're going to really kick it in the ass next oh, Saturday, like extra songs and stuff because, right. you know, obviously Master's got to be like in they, there. Yeah. Let they feel like they down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless what you were saying earlier, if it takes course through See, the other and that's, ones. That's the other that you're, you're talking about a seven-day turnaround? Yeah. Well, first off, James might be okay in seven days. But the band hanging exactly. out without masks on the whole time, while he clearly had it. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and then to have, you know, Lars gets it or Kirk. Hopefully not. No, hopefully they all make it through. But, and then, uh, on top of that, with football season here, they're screwed if they don't yeah. do it next weekend. Oh, they're done. It's, well, yeah, you, know. you, can't, you can't hold that stadium that long. No. So. It was a weird one, but man, I couldn't get over how often. Then I got all, all these emails from people who were just like, it feels like you've been waiting three years since the last thing ended to start yelling about this again. Well, it's it, um, it's the sky falling. It's and complete it, people are, they don't want it. They don't want to deal with it. They, they don't want no. to go through it again. To me, everybody that emailed and yelled at me, <laughs> and I don't know why I got screamed at, because uh, last week I said stuff like, "Yeah, I wore the mask," and then during the interview I took it off because they asked me to. I'm good, and I, I don't know how many emails I saw, and I kind of learned a new trigger for me uh, when the subject says, "You're a smart dude," but dot dot dot. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to get yelled at for COVID." I didn't have anything to do with COVID. I can't believe you would tell people that you know the masks are coming, and that if if your work makes you wear it, you're gonna. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna," and that's okay. Just like you not wearing one's okay. The difference between the people that were mad about this and me and people like me, I don't get mad when you do it whatever you want. Okay. 
I'm probably lean more your way. I'm just going to comply easier because I like my paycheck and I don't want hassles. Oh, my God, that's so irresponsible. Okay, so you do your way. I'll do mine. It doesn't affect you. It's like uh, I told Brady. It's like going to somebody's house and like, well, do you mind taking your shoes off? I find that weird. I don't want to take my shoes off. While the dog's walking around <laughs> right, the house. Yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah. And now we're, and we're still walking around like, uh, you know, we can go out in the patio and we're like, well, I'm just bringing dirt in on my socks now. I don't necessarily want to do that, but it's your house. Yep. So I'll follow your rules. And that's exactly what I did at State Farm Stadium. Like a and- restaurant requiring a shirt. Right. I mean. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Sometimes I'm like, whoo. And I just, oh, yeah, you can't. There's rules. But, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand how, and I get that it's frustration and it's fear and it's, uh, you know, being inconvenienced. I hate it, too. But the mask thing, I mean, everybody just went nuts over that. And the thing about being mad at James Hetfield, just because you think, I, you know, I had got an email from a guy that said, I had COVID, didn't even know it. The doctor had to tell me. I'm like, what'd you go to the doctor for? I wasn't feeling great. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, Hold on a second. Idiot. You went to the doctor when you, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm feeling fine. I was a physical. I'm like, your story just changed completely. But I got a few of those. I got a few emails where people were like, I had COVID and didn't even know it. I had to go get a routine test, and the doctor told me I tested positive. Or another guy was going in for a surgery, felt fine, and had, they test you. And he's like, I have it. And he goes, so he could have sang. And I'm like, if he had your version, you know, some people, my buddy Chris had it. Three days, the dude was in bed, couldn't move. And he, then he was fine. It's like a it's like a bad it's flu. Like an nasty yeah. flu. I can't imagine trying to go up and do a show. No, uh, with that. So we got to. We everybody just needs to calm down. And if someone's doing something you don't like, let them. So long as they're not making you do it. If they make you do it, then go. I'm not going to do it. And have your way too. And people who do wear masks and go crazy with it. If we start this, because Jill Biden has COVID now, so she's going to kill that corpse she walks around with. There's no question. Oh, no. I mean, there's no. Well, now Kamala's in. Oh, <laughs> know, Kamala. no way. President Kamala is just breathing on. Uh, Joe first time right I've now. ever said it's... this. Pull through, Joe. Pull through, <laughs> Come please, on, Joey. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Get him some IVs and yeah, keep him pumping vitamin C this guy into a coma. Weekend at Bernie's, please. Yeah. yeah. Yes, anything. <laughs> but yeah, anything but a woman president Ooh. is what Brett's saying. Yeah. So yeah, she's got it. So now it's now it's going to get loud. You get out uh, of the way, ugh. you know, just less than a year. Get that woman has been president oh. for 250 days yeah. or whatever. And really, she's going to be awesome. Uh, Matthew says, John, everybody is calling James a pussy for not performing when he got sick. Are usually the ones that are the biggest pussies that complain about everything when they have a small case of the sniffles. Right, and, and, and you know what? Everybody, right. everybody handles being sick different. And maybe James had a terrible, maybe his throat just went. Maybe he's got bronchitis. You ever try to sing with your chest full of glop? It hurts. It flat. And he can do more damage straining, so he misses three more. So this was the smart thing to do. It sucks. It sucks that we got hit with it. It sucks. Now, to the real brass tacks of it. The show was underwhelming. I don't know yep. if that had COVID-related parts, if it was no, because it's so. in that giant stadium. Uh, because when it was empty and they were running tracks on Thursday night, I'm like, this is the greatest sounding thing I've ever heard. And when there was a crowd in there, it was an echo chamber. I tried to factor that in a little bit, saying, I mean, because you saw the stage oh. beforehand. I'm like, oh, no, this no. sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So maybe I came in with a little higher expectations well, because of, of, I thought the sound, um, it wasn't, it was okay. It but was, I, I thought it would would have been better. You know, I, 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 I listen by like this because if you just plug your ears a little bit, you'll hear what the sound is without the echo. And it's crystal clear. 
Yeah. But I thought the mix was bad, more so than the bounce-back echo. All I heard was drums and some guitar. Well, when Pantera came up, it was the first three, four songs. It yeah. was nothing but kick drum. That's you couldn't even hear Phil. But, but once yeah. they got Pantera dialed in, yeah. they sounded great. From yeah. where we were at, you were up in Sweden. The last three on Pantera But they sounded good. great. Yeah. I thought the same thing. But I, that's where stadium shows always get me, is that they, they bounce back so hard sometimes you can't help it. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I was. I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't overwhelmed. I was. I was whelmed. Is that a thing? I think from what you were telling us about when you saw it empty, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." And yeah. then, kind of like you, I'm like, "All right, yeah, yeah. it's cool." And the screens were right. good, not great. They Gigantic looked, stage. Yeah, they, and, the, and the stage too big. Yeah, the stage yeah. was just. It made them look like ants. You got members that are a quarter mile yeah. away from each other, but, like. Brady and Miss New Booty and I, we were all talking up there, and it's like, I think if you're in, like, the snake pit, it's amazing. But if you're up in the stands, it's the, the guys yeah. like our little ants walking around. A couple people I uh, talked to that were in the snake pit said, I've never been to a better show. Yeah. So clear, so clean. And I'm like, well, that's it. Rock Wars, the wake-up song and the you bastard sight of the day. Want to know more? Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. You know what I thought of? How great would this be? As much as bands are charging people to have a, a, a an experience where they, like, super fans or, I don't know, like, there's an option that you can get in-ears, what the band wears on stage, to hear what they're hearing. Just like you're on a, a tour guide yeah, to put yeah, those yeah. headphones well, so, on? So in-ears on a stage make it, it so bad. you don't hear the crowd, you hear just what's played. Now, usually a band, will, like a, it's, it's specified to each member's needs. So James would love to hear his guitar, his voice, and then the kick. He doesn't need the bass or anything else. So, but you can dial it in your own way, right? You can have all that stuff going your direction, which is pretty cool. And I, like they would charge you five grand for that though to have like the in your house mix in your ears to where you don't get all that stadium noise. It's it was it was it was mixed poorly at best. Like so. almost noise canceling headphones, sort of. Just, yeah. just you just wear headphones. What's or, coming through the board, basically? Ears. Yeah, okay. and you don't get the. Uh, but it, it, I mean, you'd be blown away at what in ears sound like. They're yeah. cra- it's you know earbuds and uh, for your ears. Crazy. So I don't know. It was uh, what they what they could okay. do is. Uh, Program it through, you know, your AirPods or the uh, right. or whatever you that bring you have. Around. You just Bluetooth Have a Bluetooth it. mix. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if those are strong enough to overwhelm the, the room. Yeah, would it be too busy? But, uh, yeah, something like that. Now, I didn't go to this one, but Victor's emailing, and he said, uh, the Chili Peppers sounded a hell of a lot better than Metallica, and it was at the same in stadium. The stadium? Yeah. So I don't know. Right. I didn't go to that one. I, I just, I learned it again for the 20th time. I much prefer, like, the Van Buren. Any band yeah. than I do those giant places, and it's just like it gets too big. It just the the room gets too big. The band shrinks down to nothing. And when they did sound good, in fairness, it sounded great. Like you said, Pantera at the end. You're oh like, man, when walk when Chilled they did walk, it. it's like wow, this is what it's supposed to be like. So you know, like it was a C plus B minus night, and I I think I kind of was hoping 
that with all the energy and money that got poured into this, that I'd see something I'd never seen before, and I didn't. The pyro was disappointing. It was one, one song. song, yeah. And as much as we walked that thing, looked around like all oh, the all the all the little holes you see are pyro holes. They're just going to be popping. I'm like, Jesus, these guys have to be careful. And there may, and there were beach balls, <laughs> which I found odd <laughs> because they just kind of ended up back on the stage like. Parents trying to clean a room full of beach James balls. James was and surrounded by kicking them off the stage <laughs> right. every base lick. But the, but the funny part about the crowd was we didn't want to deal with the beach balls. Like the beach balls fell from the top and everybody batted them back to the band and they just rested on the stage. Hundreds of beach balls resting on the stage. They're kicking them back out into the crowd and the crowd's like, no, 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 clean your room, Metallica. Your beach balls are everywhere. And they all ended up going back into the little holding areas by the lights. And I'm looking like nobody in the crowd was playing beach ball bat away. They put it all back to the stage they, and then they just had to clean them up. It was great. And then when people did get them, all I saw was deflated. Yeah, that, this I is mine. Wondering. I'm keeping this. So it was weird. It was a strange night all the way around. I uh, We had fun. But, oh, yeah. But we made but our own fun. Stadium shows, I mean, it's, I'm not a fan. you know, the, the sound, everything else. And just getting there is a nightmare. Oh, that was, and getting out. Oh, we got lucky because yeah. we had that bus. Yeah, you were lucky on the Ooh. getting out. Getting in was no problem. Yeah. I got, oh, we got but, stuck in traffic. But the problem but. is the closer you get, like we got pretty close to the stadium. Yeah. Oh, this is great. But it took about hour. 45 or <laughs> yeah, it was tough almost to get an hour to get out. Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of the experience. You kind of just realize I'm in this. But uh, yeah, so it'll be Saturday night. Good news is we get some more Metallica during the week, and they are going to put on a monster on uh, Saturday night. I got a feeling they're going to play late. Oh, it's going to be go. extra songs. They're going to go. Five Finger Death Punch might get 15 minutes. Yeah. Guys, you're off. This is our night. We're going to go crazy unless they don't get back. And just think about it. It's going to be the last time this year that something good's going to happen in that arena, in that stadium. <laughs> I mean, you know, because immediately following. The next day. Yeah. I mean, it won't be at home, but you're right. Starting the next day, the Josh Dobbs-led Cardinals will be the only thing to see in that stadium for 18 weeks. Uh, Brett's right. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Say goodbye to the stadium for 2023, yep. early 24. You're right. What a disaster that's going to be after. You thought the Metallica show was a little underwhelming. But uh, I think th- I think it'll be all right. But, I, you know, dude, the dude was sick. So all the people that are mad and posting comments about what a pussy is, Kung Flu got him, are you kidding me? Are we doing this again? Yeah, dude got sick. Hey, give him a break. I don't even know if he just holds up like, somewhere surprised here. I surprised he... I'm sure he's up. on a yeah. private jet going home. I, he's by, not by himself. Yeah, he's on. He's he's rented a whole uh, a yeah. whole plane by himself and's yeah. out. And he's just yeah, I think so too. It, look at it this way: if you if you've had the COVID in the last three weeks or a yeah. month, imagine going up there in the the prime of it the first couple of days. Can't do it and doing two hours, two and a half is what you're supposed to do. And the guy still and, and he still gave us two hours. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the line on our website for the. Uh, signing of the blackened uh, liquors, the whiskey bottles. It was like an hour long line. This thing was just from the building paradise. It was a it was a cool video because it was just nonstop people. But uh, you know, Robert was around. You know, patient zero the night before, so he probably gave everybody at that liquor store. We're going to be ground zero for the new COVID epidemic. I just thought about that the whole time I was there. We're all sick. <laughs> well, at Thursday night, that's all they talked about. That is all you. Oh man, L.A. We got, it's, it's, it was bad. I'm like, really? He goes, oh my God, everybody we ran into had it. I'm like, no kidding. We have to be so careful. And to me, that said, someone important's got it. Yeah. Someone important has been exposed. And I, and I didn't think band member. I thought maybe somebody that gets close to them. I didn't even think Metallica had it. They're so isolated and, and taken care of. 
But no, they, they evidently was wrong. Larry's going to be strutting today. Going, See, I didn't oh. do it. I had my mask well, on. People were asking, <laughs> dude, you're going to get blamed for this. I'm like, why? Because you didn't wear the mask. And I'm like, ah, neither did Trujillo. Like he was like that was the dumbest part of the whole interview. We we had to wear masks everywhere we went until I was a foot away from a guy. You're at band, your table until I'm yeah, actually exactly. sitting there with one of the the only person that was that I that had to stray from it came and sat with me and I tested you know for COVID. I wore the mask everywhere in the building except for when I sat with him and it was weird. I remember Friday morning. All I said was it was just so sad that feeling of having that back on made me uncomfortable and awful. I hated it. But what are you going to do? And then we just started having people drop like flies. Night of the Singing Dead in late October, unless I get COVID. Uh, we got two nights scheduled this year. They, they, we did that cruddy little band of ours has done uh, so much uh, good uh, money for the club downtown. They asked us to do it twice this year. So we're doing the 27th and 28th of October for Night of the Singing Dead. Two locations. That's right. We're on tour. And this weekend, as fates would have it, they're just killing artists like crazy. If 311 dies, the show's canceled. That's all I can say. Because right now with Buffett. Paul Stanley. Oh, my God. Kiss, please live forever. <laughs> we got uh, Jimmy Buffett Friday. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, or Sunday, I guess, was uh, the dude from Smash Mouth. And then last night, uh, Gary Wright, Dreamweaver himself, passed away. Did you hear, you didn't, I'm telling you for the first time, I think. No, that, I heard you. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was going to say your eyes move. Uh, so, yeah. So, those three. Steve um, Harwell, um, Smash Mouth. Immediately start carving out uh, space in the show on October for that. And the funniest part is, is the band is starting to go, because I sent a text when Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth was on TMZ and it said he's in hospice, just days to live. I took a picture and I said, band on standby. Because we do that every time, like when Elton John fell the other day, it's like, and sodomizing Linda Waits. Because we, we, you know, we just fill it up. No one in the band will play Smash Mouth. At no one. Like, nope, we're skipping it. And I'm like, really? We're skipping it. So all night, I'm just going to go, somebody, and just see if I can get the crowd to start singing. And they, they, no Do an acapella. Will. Yep, I'll do a full, full acapella tribute. So I went Well, through. I won't have to buy a Shrek outfit then. No, we were going to have you dressed as Fiona, actually. Yeah. That was the, the, our original idea was to do I'm a Believer, cover the monkeys, too, because there's a couple dead ones of those, and then have Brady come up as Fiona, which would have worked out beautifully. But two nights in a row with the green would have been rough anyway. We still might do it. We'll find a reason to Fiona your ass out. <laughs> but yeah, the band will not play it. Absolutely refuses. So it'll be interesting. But they keep dying like this. We don't even have to play anything. Just every day we get a new one. Yeah, but man, those are some, I mean, cheeseburgers in paradise oh, and paradise and all-star. Do it. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, I learned a little else. I learned uh, the other one, uh, Walking on the Sun on the Piano. That wasn't that bad of a song, actually. I mean, so, it's just dumb. Here's the thing. But fun. The stupid fun bar hit Smash Mouth had uh, that all stars terribly annoying because it's yeah. all over the internet. It's walking a on the sun, walking on the sun. You're not going to run out of the bar because it's on. No, because it's just it's, 90s. It's a goof. 90s annoying song. And then the I'm a believer from Shrek is what it is. I went through and I'm like Smash Mouth, eh? Because I worked at the Zone, which play- Smash Mouth was like becoming a core artist there for a minute. And I went back and listened to their album. The stuff you don't know from Smash Mouth is some of the absolute worst you've ever heard in your really? life. It's terrible. Like, like Spin Doctor's bad? Uh, nope. You're, Spin Doctor's no, is better. No, you're pretty damn close with that <laughs> really? comparison. Yeah. Wow. Spin Doctor's. <laughs> yeah. Once you get past two princes with Spin yeah. Doctor's, like, oh, these guys aren't so bad. And then you look, oh, wow. Are these, this is, what did children pick up their Fisher Price instruments and start playing? <laughs> 
that Smash Mouth, like the stuff I had not heard from them. I've never listened to a whole, I never bought Smash Mouth albums, but I had to play All Star and I had to play their hits. I listened to that. I swear to you, I'm like, how did they get a record deal just off one? If I was the record company, I'd have been like, we're going to buy this song from you and give it to somebody who can write other good songs. We're just going to launch them with this one because these are clearly hits. So much better than anything else they had on it. It just must have uh, timed with uh, parents uh, just having their kids because it was a smash with parents and kids. It was like it's a, a catchy, yeah. the poppy. It's a catchy pop song. Yeah. The All-Star. And, and there's nothing... Uh, bad about as far as language or anything like Look, that. Look, the second somebody goes I like him you're like, yeah, alright, I'm in on this. <laughs> yeah. It's catchy. But man, the rest of their stuff is garbage. Jimmy Buffett was just a terrible musician. I, I love to speak ill of the dead. <laughs> he was a <laughs> terrible musician. If you ever went to a 30 albums. Just and 30 rotten albums. Like he got, he got a group he just became a, he's a perfect promotional artist that dude just told everybody it's like being on the beach at one of my shows Oh, people thought and they uh, showed up they still do i mean it's like man that guy lived his life what a life the key to a great terrible musician's career convince the audience to be drunk all the time and he did an amazing job of making the i don't know and making the audience Say being drunk is better than not being drunk. Margaritaville, you got to be to listen to that crap. The, you music have sounded to be better. You have to be plastered and in the mood to be plastered and party. That was it. And want to hump a fifty-five-year-old woman. And I don't think the crowd for Jimmy Buffett's ever been young. Even when Margaritaville was brand new, it appealed to fifty-five-year-old women. I don't think. I think you just you go through that phase of forty-eight to fifty-five. Rock Wars, the wake-up song, and the you bastard sight of the day. Want to know more? Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. That dude, Keith Makayanko, I'll never forget you because he I've been to like 13 Buffett shows. I told him how much I hated Jimmy Buffett. And he goes, dude, and he was in town. He goes, I'm getting an extra ticket. I'm going to tell my wife she can't go. You're coming with me. Why are you friends it with It will this change guy? your mind. I'm not anymore. Okay. He said, it will change your mind. I'm like, really? And I'm like, you know what? I've never been. I'm crapping on this party before I've been there. Just assuming. Let's see what it is. It was worse than I had thought. It was ten times worse than I thought. The crowd was just a Tommy Bahamas eruption of idiots. And the, the musically off-key, just some guys playing songs that weren't being played by the rest of the band. They were terrible. It was student council rocking out. It, it, it was when the teacher that plays guitar opens the assembly. That's exactly what it was. It was like, wow, Mr. Zabrowski can play a 12-string. And he goes out and busts, you know classical gas for everybody for a few seconds and then he tries to sing and then the other teachers try to play their instruments and it's just a train wreck that was jimmy buffett it's like sloopy <laughs> only over those are at over. least organized I'll, I'll give the the bands that's it was buffett was the, like next people to the, next to the last kiss show buffett's the worst live show i've ever been to. wow yeah i mean as far as just structure and listening and the sound was great, which was crazy. It didn't sound bad. They just couldn't play an instrument to save their asses. It was, um, I mean, I've I've seen him more than once, but Buffett? that was during the time. Yeah, you're and the perfect I never, audience. I never, I never got it. It was huge when I was yeah. in college. All those you were the loved perfect it. audience. So the first time I saw him, I'm looking at him like this guy. What a life! You don't have to be a 
right. uh, outstanding musician. It's all sing-alongs. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows every song. But you're the perfect there. example of what he was shooting for, which is somebody who's kind of like passively cool with music. Like, you're not going to go over the top reading liner notes and going crazy about the technique and everything else. Yeah. You're just going to the show, and if everybody's having fun, all right, fine. You're I the- went with a group of people, and then, yeah. um, you know, uh was dating girl at the time that right. liked Buffett. I wouldn't uh, put the balloon parrot hat on or anything like <laughs> right. that. But people did have a good, I mean, it was oh, just a party. Right. Because right. they've dismissed the idea that it needs to be good. They were going to have fun no matter what. They're the like you. It's like ah, three out of five. Everything's three out of five because it's like I'm not going to say it sucked because somebody might have liked it. That's the it's the audience of people are like I'll get through this, no big deal. I on the other hand uh, go and look at things and go you shouldn't be on that thing. Jimmy Buffett was horrible. Is every Tommy Bahama store closed all week? Yeah. Just in well, I do think of, it's clever. Shirts are at half. All the, all the Margaritavilles <laughs> flew their Margarita flags. <laughs> Did you see that they were all at half mast at Margaritaville? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. Which is great. Look, he was a billion dollar enterprise. There, this was he figured it out. He fleeced the vanilla. He just crushed vanilla ice cream. And gave it to everybody. And all the vanilla people out there, they're like, I'm a, I don't care about quality. I don't want to have to think too hard. He was that guy. And then Gary Wright, Dreamweaver, which is a masterpiece in its own kind of gayness. Because you listen again, you're like, wow, this is a super Still, ethereal just, space song. Yeah, and then you have the other hit. The, Love uh, is Alive. Love is I actually like that song better. That's yeah. great. And I always think of Steve Winwood when I hear that one because I heard him do it once. I don't know why. It was like a really cool version when Steve Winwood did it. And then I don't know that they ever recorded it. I just saw it on some like Austin City Limits or something. Oh, or wow. some, one of those shows. I don't know what it was. And then uh, it was when I was young, too. I'd like to see uh, Daryl Hall do that, cover that it, in, be, oh, in his house. Daryl's house? That would yeah. be great. But Gary Wright's another one where you go back and listen to his other stuff and you're like, blech. <laughs> like a whole load of blech. How did you come up with these two gems and the rest of this stuff is just pure trash? He's up there with Buffett. I mean, two-hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, Buffett. My dad started getting into Buffett because his, his hillbilly friends with low IQs started to introduce it to him. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett realized something that, you know, we all th- there's a good majority of people out there that are not very bright. Country music's got it figured out. Hey, let's pander, party. To, pander to the low IQ people and tell them they're having fun before we even start playing. Well, if you think about it, Smash Mouth actually had more hits than, than Buffett. Yep. I mean, they had three, even though one was a cover. Yep. <laughs> no, you don't know Buffett, though. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, hits. cheeseburgers I mean, in paradise in Margaritaville. It's a... Thins. Who? Volcano. No, no, you know the songs. <laughs> Come I, Monday. I told you. Come Ooh. Monday was probably a good, pretty good size hit. Uh, It'll be all right. Na, 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 na. He's he's ambient. He's human ambient. I was so bored at that show. And just the weirdest part was... I was just... The people watching was yeah. just the but wasn't it? Part. It was almost like 1984 when Big Brother would say dance. Because it was just these these 72 IQ Giant groups. Who managed to get <laughs> some money in their it was, it was a giant office party. And one would start doing a dance and the other ones around were like, we are doing that dance. It was, it was TikTok before TikTok. The Jimmy Buffett audience was all TikTok people. They'd see somebody doing something, they Fins did it. Fins to the Fins yeah. to the right. <laughs> they're doing the dances, and I'm like, it's a, this is like a Nazi rally. It's like they're just all doing what he says. It's Simon Says. It was a horrible show. So uh, rest in peace, Jimmy, but I hated you passionately. Your music was some of the worst ever presented to us in the history of man. Jimmy Buffett, The Doors, 311. Put him on the list. is like, bleh, and I swear to God. 
Brady, if you don't pray every night for the longevity and incredible health of 311, uh, you're not my friend. Because all I care about is that we never have to even think about that for the night of the singing dead. That's I didn't go to a bar this weekend because I knew it was going to be nothing oh. but Margaritaville. Could you jukebox. imagine and a karaoke? Of, yeah, and a bunch of jerk-offs. Bring the goddamn salt. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm out. I'm out. No way. Where's the salt? Where's yeah. the goddamn salt? Oh, oh, I got my flip-flop. <laughs> we said a swear. It's the Guy Fieri of music. <laughs> it is. Guy Fieri got all his ideas from Jimmy Buffett. That's why they're all so bad. They dress alike, too. They're the same. He's just a fat Jimmy Buffett. He's an unhealthy, living Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Ugh. So yeah, it was it was a weekend of uh, strangeness with that going on. So it was a, it was a there was a lot a lot to uh, and Steve Harwell was the ex lead singer, which I never well, I he forgot quit he, he quit he got the got band. So sick. Yeah, he's he drank okay. himself. Now I knew this about Smash Mouth, not to talk out of school, but uh, I went to a well they were in my kitchen. Yeah, I came home once and Smash Mouth was there. What? Yeah. <laughs> It was this. Why? So my ex-wife was either banging Smash Mouth or doing a job with them. She she told me she was working with them. So okay. she worked with a company that did advertising uh, for American Express. Her client was American Express. So and Hot Wheels. So American Express did. This was back when media st- or uh, advertisers started to realize we can use American Express to get with Hot Wheels and then take people on American Airlines. So she was the one who organized all these companies to do one promotion together, like big companies. Normally, they, they didn't do that before. So she had Amex on board with Hot Wheels somehow, and it was Hot Wheels' 35th anniversary. So CEO of Hot Wheels was a big fan of Smash Mouth, evidently. He's like, I want them to do the song. So they got Smash Mouth to write a song called Hot. What did it do? Cost them 10 bucks In my house. So I come home from work one day. I think a little I, more. Than I think that. I called you. I'm like, yeah, I got to take a dump, but uh, Smash Mouth is here, so I'll call you back. I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. So I walked into the house, and there's my wife. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're, they're, it's the second you see Smash Mouth in your kitchen, Shh, they're writing. <laughs> you recognize Smash Mouth. Like you, the second you see Smash Mouth in your house, like Smash Mouth's here. You don't. There's no like you don't even have to know him. You just know that that's Smash. What's Mouth. up, Smash Mouth? What's up? And I did. I had to poop. So I remember pulling in the driveway, and I saw a, a, like a bus car, like a, like a Sprinter van, only. Uh-huh. And she didn't tell me anything. This was before tax. It was like 2002. And uh, I roll in, and I look, and I'm like, sup, Smash Mouth? And I walked right to the, right to the toilet because I, I, I was on deck. Came back out. I'm like, what is going on? They gave me a cool Hot Wheels, super like a big Hot Wheels car. Steve Harwell, you go. I'm like, thanks, man. Your wife says you do radio. Yeah, not the kind you're on, though. <laughs> and we joked for a second, and then I let Smash Mouth do their work. They didn't write the whole song there, but they were part of playing it. clips for uh, my ex. I was like, I love this. We're going to do that and just get you over to the hotel. Why they're in my house, I have no idea. Maybe they did. Hoser, well, I came home early. But they're Smash Mouth in my kitchen. I have a Smash Mouth collectible as well. You do? I had a, a Tweety Bird uh, stuffed... Tweety Bird at my desk, and when they came through the zone, yeah, the band just comes Hand by. Over. That's pretty nice. So that might have been the time my original story, not the Smash, not the title of my biography when I write it, which is Smash Mouth was in my kitchen. Uh, Smash Mouth, get out of my house! Um, I went out with our former program director, now past, now he's with Harwell up there in heaven, drinking because Kevin took Smash Mouth me. And uh, it was Paul, our program director, and a couple other people to dinner at Frazier's, the former Frazier's, yep. over on Scottsdale or Rural. Restaurant from Babes. Oh, my God. Oh, no, we went to Cajun House. There was a restaurant inside Cajun House. 
back when that was a thing. Th- those dudes, when when he, I probably said it a few times, you're all going to die from something wrong with your liver. Every one of you. I've never seen bottles go down quite as easily, individually, as I did that night, and people were still functional. Like, that dude could drink. And evidently, that was his vice the whole That's way. That's how they hydrated. Yeah, he was... <laughs> He was drinking. And so the next time, and Kevin, who was, you know, my drunk friend, was like, I don't like hanging out with that guy. It gets too far. It gets too deep. And then it was For that, Kevin to say uh, that. Uh, and Kevin could the put Irishman it back Kevin, Kevin yeah. could put it back So my only time out with Smash Mouth outside of when they were standing in my kitchen, that dude was exhibiting behavior that was like, oof, this is, you're not going to live much longer. You keep that up. And, you know, 56, yeah, you don't want anybody to die, but that dude did it. He damaged his body. Damaged it. The fact Metallica is still around, and the dude from Smash Mouth died of drinking too much, tells you that Metallica had a problem. Smash Mouth topped it. Wrestle with that for a second. Smash Mouth outdrank Metallica at their worst. Metallica's in their sixties now. Smash Mouth, hold my beer. <laughs> Watch this, Metallica. You think you can drink? Watch this. And Smash Mouth was like what he was doing to the bottles. It was. But they were in my kitchen. So. Lemmy levels. Man. Lemmy survived his drinking. Smash Mouth didn't. They outdrank Lemmy. They, they poisoned their bodies beyond what Lemmy did. And Lemmy was m- more full of alcohol than a vat at the Jack Daniels distillery. And he's, his liver still survived it. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, he was the ex-lead singer because he couldn't function anymore. The last three or four years, evidently, he was, he was very sick. Just like the black and whiskey, you know, they... Kind of flavor it, or basically, what is it called when they play the music to it? Right. They just used to lay cases next to Lemmy, and it would do the same thing, the vibes off of Lemmy. Lemmy would just moan in his sleep and make the <laughs> molecules dance inside the cask. It was pretty awesome. So, what are you going to do? We lost a few this weekend, and everybody, we still have a... We got another night with Metallica, which I'll be yeah. honest with you. I wasn't looking forward to Sunday, not because Friday. It was just an awful lot. It seemed like a lot of work for me. <laughs> I was scrambling, and when that news man. came out, I'm like, oh. It was a bit of a relief. I'm like, good, I got the rest of my weekend. I don't have to sit and play in this night. Although we wanted to go, I was like, oh, it was an awful lot. Friday was plenty. And then two big shows like that in two days. That's I a- wasn't either, because uh, we snuck in Miss Pat on Saturday oh, night, that's too. Right. So. That had to be awesome. Oh, she's great. She's so great. Anyway, a big weird weekend. Nut dust. Pull up your masks, everybody. I got a feeling. Don't start that. Don't start that, cook. I know. Toledo's people are out there. They're going to start forcing it on you. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. We'll start off this four-day work week right into the Metallica weekend again uh, with something good, and we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Thanks for listening to the daily podcast of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. It's being brought to you in part by your Valley Chevy dealers. Drive away in a new Chevrolet today. Visit valleychevy.com for details.